1: That's 800-788-1495.
2: Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready?
3: Are you ready? Let's get it How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day. Monday through Friday, New Pacific 3 Eastern. Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Saturday mornings with Jim Valley, 10 in Pacific, 1 Eastern. And it's Tuesday on this show. You know what that means. Boy, have we got a lot to talk about here today. Yes, we're going to talk about Raw and Netflix. Yes, we're going to talk about all of the surrounding news. The Rock is now on the TKO board and uh and everything else but before we get into all of that i just do want to make mention very quickly cuz i was very sad to hear this that harold hoag ice train has apparently passed away ddp posted on instagram so sad to hear one of my closest brothers is gone harold hoag aka ice train aka smooth a warrior one of the kindest people i've ever known our 30 year relationship filled with laughter and brotherhood We were always there for each other. Our families are one family. One of my fondest memories was was the Christmas the two of us headed into the inner city to help many of the less fortunate families have a better Christmas. As you can see, we got our favorite Christmas outfits headed out to spread some cheer. Also included one of my favorite pictures of H and my mom, Sylvia, at Paige and my wedding. I'll put up a tribute video later next week. Don't have the strength to do it yet. So, uh, very sad to hear. Ice Train, uh, you know, he never really got that, uh, that big break or anything like that but i i very much enjoyed him we played the the theme music here on the show many many times and uh just sad to hear about the passing of ice train i think he was uh in his early 60s i don't have his exact age at this moment but uh very very sad to hear so all the best to his family and friends so as noted, a lot of other news to talk about here today. If you want to email about ice train, you're welcome to, or anything else, you can email me, f4wonlinegmail.com. Text me, 425-780-7566. F4W Online. Threads, Instagram, and Cameo. At Brian Alvarez on the X. A lot to get into after the break. Observer Live.
2: A listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike
3: Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Well, there it is, your ice train theme. Love that song. All the best to the friends, uh, friends and family of uh, the ice train who passed away here today. And, uh, yeah, if you have thoughts on them, you're welcome to uh, send in messages. I don't know what we're going to get to today because there's a lot. For the first time since its inception, Raw will be leaving traditional cable, moving to Netflix as part of a new decade-long TV rights deal that also has international components. WWNS the News Tuesday, stating the new era will kick off January 2025. While well, Variety initially reported the deal is worth $400 million annually and believed to run more than five years, both CNBC's Alex Sherman, Sports Business Journal, reported the deal is for 10 years and more than $5 billion. In total. Raw will not just be seen in the U.S., also Canada, the U.K., Latin America, and other countries and regions over time, according to the release. Part of the deal, Netflix will become the primary home outside of the United States for WWE shows, like Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. In addition to premium live events, documentaries, original series traditionally seen on WWE Network, that element also begins in 2025. Brandon Thurston of Nomics noted, tko sec filings could see the deal be as short as five years or as long as 20 depending on what netflix wants adding some additional intrigue is the current nbcu deal expires in october 2024 leaving a question of where raw will air between that time and when the netflix deal begins i actually don't think it's 20 years i think it's 15 i think what's going on is they've got like a they've got a 10-year deal but in five years uh Netflix can either cancel or they can extend 10 years meaning 10 years from the 5 years I think but one way or the other that's a long time and as we talked about we did a breaking news update wrestling observer radio and you know they were making they were not making close to what they're making now 15 years ago when they signed that deal around uh around 2010 so that's an awfully long time to be locked into a deal, which is what this is. I did think there was a very good chance they were going to go to Amazon Prime because Amazon Prime is is uh, is trying to get into this streaming, sports, etc. business. And I thought they would uh, throw a lot of money at WWE. I even thought $500 million a year. And uh, as it turns out, they're instead going to be doing Netflix. And uh, the Netflix deal... As noted, starts in uh, January 2025, which means like the uh, October, November, and December editions of Raw. I mean, we may not have Raw for three months. I'm sure we will. But as of right now, there won't be a home for Raw during that short period. So, you know, they could uh, buy time. They could, you know, sign a deal to extend a few months on the USA Network. I mean, there's a lot of different things that they could do. Put it
2: on the WWE Network.
3: Uh, Yeah, I'd I'd, uh, argue against that, but you could. But at the end of the day...
2: I I, I wouldn't, and and we'll get to that in a little bit.
3: But at the end of the day, it is a uh, giant deal. The stock was up uh, substantially. About an hour ago, it was still up $10 a share. And uh, that's the main news. WWE going to Netflix, Raw. SmackDown, of course, will still be on the USA Network. And uh, the NXT show will be on the CW. So uh, now we know what this means for AEW. Right now, nothing. Uh, Except obviously, you know, if Raw had gone to WBD, that would not have been good. And I'm not saying that WBD would not have picked up AEW. Maybe they would have, maybe they would not have. But they would have a lot less money to throw at another wrestling show. Well, now they don't have to worry about that, so uh, we'll see. Also, I mean, listen, I don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, somebody here saying, what about AEW going to Amazon? I don't know. If Amazon and WWE were super close on Raw and Amazon got the rug pulled out from under them, maybe they would consider bringing on AEW. So we still got a ways to go. I don't know what any of this means, but I do know that uh, this is big financial news for WWE.
2: Yeah, you know what it means? It means that the stockholders are going to be happy because a whole lot of money got spent and the length of time that this deal could go is stunning. It really is whether it's 15 years, 20 years. I mean, that's a significant period of time, but then again, it's also for a significant period, you know, amount of money. And one of the things about joining up with an Amazon is it was You know, a lot was talked about with that. What would be the the pros and cons? Well, one of the things that Amazon probably would want is global rights. Well, we see now that WWE was willing to offer up global rights as it relates to this deal because now Netflix is the global streamer for Raw and is going to become the home for all of the shows that WWE has, including premium live events outside of the United States. So... That's kind of a big deal, and, you know, Netflix, we'll see how many people, we'll see what the infrastructure is like and what they decide to do and how they decide to go about marketing Raw and how they decide to go about pushing it, but it is a a big deal, and WWE now has its hand on network american television they have their hand on one of the biggest cable outlets out there in the usa network one of the most watched one of the most visible one of the longest running and now they have their hands with a huge media partner in netflix which has got 250 million global subscribers i think is what they tout so this is a massive deal this is an absolutely massive deal and I guess that's really all you can say. How does it affect AEW? doesn't really affect them at all. And and to be honest, with what I just said about how WWE has diversified themselves, if it came down to it, if I'm AEW, I still would rather be on cable television and roll my dice that way than as opposed to being just one of many things under Amazon. So, again, that's also a story for another day. They seem to be very secure where they are. They seem to have a great working relationship with WBD and Things now that this deal is done, that opens up that deal to get done hopefully sooner rather than later, at least, uh, you know, when and the NBA deal gets wrapped up.
3: I was Rocky is rock. He has uh, taken on a new role in WWE. He has been appointed to the Board of Directors for TKO. And that means a lot of different things. First off, he's going to make about $30 million in stock. And he's also gotten the rights to the you know, the name The Rock, which, of course, before he could call himself The Rock and everything like that, but he'd have to pay royalties to WWE. No longer has to do that. He owns The Rock, and that's part of the deal. And he's also... A lot of talk about doing a show. And we talked about this on Observer Radio here today. And, uh, you know, everyone was talking about Australia. It's obviously not going to be Australia. But uh, The Rock wants to do WrestleMania. That's, that's the end of the story. It's his final match... He wants to do it on the biggest show, in front of the biggest audience, with the most eyeballs. And the only thing that would prevent... Well, there are two things that would prevent it from happening. Number one, he just couldn't do it physically for some reason. Or, if for some reason, Saudi Arabia were able to come up with enough money to make it worth everyone's while. And right now, Saudis are paying... About $55, $60 million for every Saudi show. So if they were to offer, hey, you know, we'll give you $250 million for The Rock's final match. Well, The Rock's going to do his final match in Saudi Arabia. Now, if they offer $100 million, well, is that worth it? I mean, obviously, that would be a substantial increase over your normal Saudi show. But is that worth it for The Rock? who I don't think wants to do necessarily a retirement match at uh, 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a uh, random Saudi Arabian show. So it's going to come down to money. We'll see. But if if he had his way, obviously, it would be WrestleMania. And it would be this year's WrestleMania, which obviously we've been talking about for a while. What does that mean for everything else? What does that mean for Punk, for Cody? We shall see. But he is now a member of the Board of Directors
2: huge windfalls of money coming. <laughs> and, you know, what a what a connection, what a power unit that you got there. And, I mean, that's the one thing Endeavor's got going for it, that even though I know there's a lot of wrestling fans that don't care about this stuff, or they're not interested in it, or they hate WWE, but when you look at what Nick Khan, The Rock, whoever else is on that board of directors, I mean, there's some powerful people there. It, you know, WWE is... Uh, never have to worry about them probably falling out of first place for your lifetime no matter how old you are
3: back in a moment with more observer live and
2: i'm
0: right now
1: paid for by steel man pills 800-965-1295 800-965-1295 800-965-1295 that's 800-965-1295
2: you are listening to wrestling observer live with brian alvarez and mike
3: sempervivi on the sports byline broadcasting network in the show Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Semper, also also WrestlingObserver.com. So a couple of things because people have asked questions. What was the actual raw increase? Raw did not go from 270 million to 500 million. The, I mean, well, it did, but we're talking the the increase involves the overseas viewership of the show, which is worth uh, I don't even know what, but. Back in the day it was probably if if Raw was worth a hundred million in the US, it was worth fifty million overseas. And the overseas deals were separate. Well now they're all gonna be one. So the actual increase for Raw here in this country was up maybe thirty to fifty percent. So it was not nearly doubled. But the entire package, including what they normally would get paid here in the US, but also everything overseas, it's all together in this bundle. So if you if you take the the bundle away, it would be about a, a, a thirty to fifty percent increase, I think, depending on who you uh, who you ask. Stock price at this moment is uh, ninety dollars and thirty one cents, up twelve dollars and ninety cents a share, which is up sixteen point six six percent. So if you bought a bunch of WWE stock yesterday. Cash out now, brother. Ratings
2: doesn't really work that way, but yeah, so, you can.
3: Hey, well. if I if I bought a thousand shares at uh, at eighty bucks or seventy eight dollars yesterday, and uh, then it's at ninety thirty, I could cash out right now, and I would make a lot of money. Can we try and do math? No, <laughs> have my broker do it. Ratings, mm. people are like, oh, let's rate it. No, there will be ratings. Yeah. Sorry, Netflix audience, two hundred forty seven million. Subscribers, uh, which is uh, you know way more than USA Network. You know the interesting thing NA about cable. the ratings
2: thing is is before we exactly, get to that, hold on. Okay. The
3: actual Netflix uh, Netflix audience is actually right now at this exact second two hundred forty six million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine because uh, ironically, I quit Netflix yesterday. Huh. Well, you I hear. did the exact opposite. I should have bought a bunch of WWE stock yesterday. But then I, I uh, not only didn't do that, but then I, I now I got to buy Netflix again. But I guess I can wait several months. Yeah, about seventy million in the U.S. By the way, as far as uh number of people that have Netflix, so not substantially different from USA, TBS, TNT, etc. It's about exactly the same, actually.
2: Twenty-three million subscribers to its advertising tier, which is what this thing is going to be pushed towards and that's what they're trying to push is hey you know jump on here because we, we you know we want you to to see some ads and for those people who aren't paying for ads it's also come out from what Alex Sherman of CNBC reported you're going to have a fight TV type of atmosphere going on now we'll see if that's the case because as we've seen during premium live events the pay-per-views where Some people are seeing commercials on Peacock. If you decide to not pay, you know, if you decide to have ad free, then you're seeing, you know, extended video promos for Lashley or whoever it would be. So we'll see if they decide to go to their own style of commercial or if they decide to hold on the matches and we're going to actually have you know discussion over long headlocks and battles bro they're the gonna do like it's tv i'll bet you
3: anything they do the exact same thing they do on peacock where if you don't pay for the ad thing whatever if you have to see ads you're gonna see commercials and if you don't you're gonna see video packages for bobby lashley months? and uh and this and that for uh for three and a half minutes in between
2: hey look and one thing i want to mention about the wwe network you said you know, earlier on, there's going to be a lame duck period here as it stands right now when it comes to two months in 2025. To me, you put it on the network because that's NBC Universal. They're paying a billion dollars for it. At least they were at one point. That deal is going to be up in March of 2026. And, you know, that's the only other chip that you have right now to sell off. And, NBC Universal is going to want to hold on to it. It's going to be a big boost for them if Raw comes over and people have to watch it on the network for eight weeks. They're going to like that. And Nick Khan is going to love whatever numbers you know they happen to get for that because they're going to want to continue to try to sell this brand to somebody because somebody's going to have to take on the network and Right now, I mean, when it comes to Peacock or any of these other streaming services, what a, what a huge chip this is for WWE to now have the possibility of Netflix picking this up. This is the same thing for the UFC on the other side of TKO. Now, for if you're ESPN, you're looking at this, if you're Disney, and looking at this and going, okay, now they really are serious about getting into this business because they have. You know, So now are we going to have to pony up a lot more for these UFC shows? Because, again, if they decide they want to take on the network and they look at it as a good deal, what's to maybe stop them from thinking the same thing about the UFC and wanting to bring them on board and wanting to do what ESPN is doing and charging and trying to supplement income that way? With pay-per-views, so this all can is opening the door now. You know, it's been a lot of speculation, but now this really has opened the door to a new future. A new future, by the way, where you have a lot of older wrestling fans that stabilize the product. When you look at what the average age is for wrestling fans, it's still pretty high up there. You know, that's why the 18 to 49 is so important because you want to build them young. But now, as you move to streaming, where you have a lot of people. They go, I don't want to buy this, or I'm not going to invest in this, or it's not that big of a deal to me. You know, it's going to be interesting to see well, how there's many a, people they actually lose when it gets right down I, to it for Raw.
3: I would bet not many because the uh, the demos have shifted in the last year. There's a lot less 50-plus uh, watching, watching WWE of late, and there's a lot more 18 to uh, 49. Yeah. And even, even like, listen, even older people, they got Netflix. I mean, they're more likely to have Netflix than, Am- than watching Amazon Prime Video, but uh, yeah, you know, I'd argue. that I think when it it's going to be a wrestling right.
2: fan. I would like this for somebody to do some research on that because you see how set in in their ways that a lot of wrestling fans have been, and we know that they can be very set in their ways that way. At least the ones that Nielsen and groups like that have researched. So. I wonder about a little bit about that when it comes, but the bottom line is at the end of the day, this is great for for pushing eighteen to forty nine numbers and it's going to be probably pretty wonderful at the end of the day for Netflix as far as again what they're able to do with this thing globally in the next couple of years.
3: Person wants to know if they're gonna provide four K live streaming. It doesn't matter unless it's filmed in four K. If they don't upgrade everything to 4K cameras, you could have an 8K TV. You could stream an 8K. It doesn't matter. I have a 4K TV. You got a cathode ray television. You ain't watching 1080p RAW. Sorry.
2: You know, it, it can make, sometimes it makes things look sharper. The picture, there's things that, you know, yeah, it does look better even if you're watching regularly, but I have a 4K TV. I have almost nothing that comes on in 4K other than things that come with, like, the Roku channel and, and stuff like that. Like, the there's one football game, the Detroit game, Fox, is in 4K. For the most part, nothing else is. It's only a thing here or there that actually is. So I think for WWE, like, that is a long way off. Let other people do it first.
3: First says, has uh, Netflix done live programming before? I think they've started within the last couple of months. But uh, they got time. They got time. Did did they technically
2: do Dave Chappelle or Chris Rock live? Uh I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like Chris Rock, I think they may have. But again, it's not the same thing. The Chris Rock special was live. Okay.
3: Hey, at the end of the day, you know, everybody was talking about, uh, you know, HBO Max and AEW. And, you know, they were expecting, you know, the pay per views to be there or whatever. And I said, well, they don't have the the capacity. Wow, I've seen live stuff on there. That's not a live pay-per-view that you pay for. They're working on that, and it very well may be done within a very short period of time. But the ability to do what they want to do is not there yet. Yes, they can do other things that are similar, but not what they want to do, which is you buy a pay-per-view and stream it on Max.
2: You can't make somebody move as fast as you want them to move. Like WWE you know, the MLB and the NHL, or was it MLB, BAM networks that, that came up and, and have perfected, you know, perfected a lot of this stuff. You know, if, if they don't want to bring on those people, then that's the way it's going to be. We've seen multiple live events stream on Peacock. They've had college football games, their live PD stream, or whatever it's called now, On Patrol Live on Reels, and WWE shows all take place at the same time through that portal have had no problems whatsoever. I don't know why it's taking so long for WBD to sort some things out, but look at the state of W B D right now, and that probably will tell you a lot of the reason why the technology and their things have not advanced as fast as they've wanted them to. Or as a lot of people out there want them to.
3: Spurs says Max has infrastructure built now. It's work for baseball and soccer. So there's soccer pay per views? You sign up for a pay per view to buy one soccer game on Max.
2: Dominic Jimenez. Come on. I, I was
3: unaware of that.
2: Now, if you're talking if you're
3: talking them airing live, yes, that's different than a pay per view. A hey, I'm going to sign up and buy a pay per view. They don't have the infrastructure for that yet. They can run a live show. They could run all in, but it would be free for everybody on Max. They don't have the ability for you to buy it as a standalone pay-per-view. That's what they're working on. Back in a moment with more observer live.
0: You can live out your master chef dream.
4: What would you do if you had a broken bone? You'd go to the doctor and use your insurance, right? Well, what would you do if you have a serious problem with drugs and alcohol? Most people do nothing until it's way too late. Your insurance can help you get clean and sober with the assistance of a place like the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Many times, addiction treatment is fully covered. So why not use your insurance to treat your addiction problem just like you would if you had a broken bone? And with the Family Medical Leave Act, you're allowed to take time off by law and your employer doesn't need to know the reason. So there are two good reasons. You've got insurance you can use for your addiction problem, and with the Family Medical Leave Act, it's completely confidential. Call now. 800-771-4125. That's 800-771-4125. 800-771-4125. 800 771
0: Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
3: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Hey, if you want the full Raw report, Observer Radio last night. <laughs> not doing it. I'm not even sure we'll do the full TV reports on Observer Live anymore. They're on all of the subscription shows, WrestlingObserver.com. Just talk about the big stories from the show, which we will do here in a moment.
2: I'm all for this. But
3: first off, monthly pro-rests in Japan. Reported that Kazuchika Okada, Kazuchika, Kazuchika Okada was WWE bound. Dom, can I get a drop of Okada calling himself Kazuchika Okada that I could just hit a button and it'll play every time I say his name? He. uh, It reported that he was uh, WWE bound, claiming NXT first. Reporting it came from someone close to top talent in New Japan. Now, close to top talent at this moment. Nothing has changed officially. And according to those who are close to Okada, he is not signed with WWE. And he's got beautiful hair. He is not signed with AEW. And I got to get this out of the way first because if I have to do this one more time, I'm going to lose my mind. Because I've talked about this before. I don't get why people don't understand this. There is nothing wrong with Okada going to NXT first. Nothing. Okay? Listen, There's so many reasons to send him to NXT. Not one of them is to teach him how to work, okay? Okada, if he came to WWE, would be moving to America. And he would probably, likely move to Florida, which is where the vast majority of the WWE talent lives, including... Is good friend, Shinsuke Nakamura, who I'm sure has politely asked him to come to WWE if possible. Okay? Now, have you ever moved to another country? Anybody? Okay. You want to move to another country and immediately go on the road four days a week or whatever? Bro, there's so many things that go into moving to another country. And there's nothing better when you move to another country than to move and have plenty of time to do everything you need to do and, in the meantime, show up for work once a week on Tuesday locally, okay? There's a lot of stuff that has to get done. When he's there locally, listen, I think it's stupid to have to find the hard cam, but you know what? They want you to find the hard cam. I'm sure it would take him three days to figure it out, but they're going to want to show him... Some things that they want to do. Not, hey, you don't throw a lariat right, buddy. Hey, can we work on your drop kick, Mr. No. Okada? Nothing like that.
2: He has never worked WWE television before. There are production things, there are signals, there's all of those sorts of things. He's gotta things.
3: teach, he's gotta teach old Lee Filling how to do that Okada <laughs> pose zoom thing. Okay? Listen. Every single wrestler who moved here from another country, all did this. Like who? Asuka.
2: Yeah. Io Shirai.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Gunther. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Nakamura. Nakamura. They all did it. El Generico. I've never heard one of them say anything negative about that experience or that part of the job. Let me tell you something, guys. All right. If he goes to WWE, he's going to be making $2 million a year or more. Wow. Okay, you guys think they're gonna leave him down there for? <laughs> stop! He's gonna be there for a short period of time. He almost said a year, and then thought to in his get mind, himself it could be a year. settled be. here in this country, get everything that needs to be done done, learn a couple of things, and Does then he, he the will language? go to the main roster, and it would be okay. So stop O-Kata. it now. More. Yes. He could go to A W.
2: What?
3: He could. He yeah. could go to A W. Yeah. He could go to WWE. Well,
2: that's either two. One of those two places makes the most sense. You know?
3: I will tell you where he will not go. Where's that? He will not be in the Royal Rumble on Saturday. No. Unless they've swung some crazy deal. They have not. Okay. I almost guarantee that. So uh, he won't be in the Royal Rumble for those of you that are that are expecting that his deal is not up until January 31st, and he has agreed to a couple of February dates. So wherever he goes, wherever he goes, it will not be this weekend.
2: I hope he's in Arena Mexico at least once. Just once. Good. Haven't seen him there in a long, long time. He was there once. That was before he became the Rainmaker. Fun times those days.
3: What if Okada got NXT over 1 million viewers? Well, honest to God, he he might. There's a decent chance. Brian, this is one of those... But he ain't going to stay there.
2: Think about this. We won't necessarily know. As it stands right now, we're probably not going to know from week to week what the raw number is. We're probably going to get a a total of hours or something like that every month or every quarter. Well, Nielsen's going
3: to start tracking, so it should be virtually exactly the same. By the end of 2025, yes.
2: But it's possible, again, depending on what happens, because we don't know what the number is going to be with them moving over to streaming we have an idea of what the number of SmackDown is going to be moving back to USA Network. But we really don't know when it comes to the CW and NXT what they're going to draw. We know AEW right now is always around about 800,000, between eight 800, to 900,000 in that range. There is probably going to be a freaky week that takes place where CW and NXT is the most watched program in all of professional wrestling for that week whether smackdown gets moved for some reason or something like that i could see there being a point because of the way things are and the the reach that that cw has that they could actually have nxt could be the number 1 technically the number 1 program for that week
3: hey by the way for uh subscribers wrestlingobserver.com dave and i besides doing raw did a long segment on on uh, what AW could do to increase ticket sales and what each side could learn from the other. and we were talking about how this coming uh, you know Wednesday's dynamite not doing well. they're at 1700 tickets for dynamite right now, at yeah. this second, 1700 tickets.